Hello and welcome to Women Who Boss Up. And today we're continuing our story with Consuela Hopkins of Consuela's accounting and tax firm as she continues to tell us her journey as to how she got to where she is today. Consuela, the good money multiplier. Consuela. Also, you're a community redeveloper, and you briefly mentioned Swalesville. So this is your recent initiative, and this past August you had a ribbon cutting. So let's talk about Swalesville. Oh, my goodness. So Swalesville is a, Swalesville Foundation itself is a development, is a basically, honestly, first of all, a mindset of really taking care of one another. Take, look, making sure it's a development where we have six phases. Um, and in those phases, you know, the phase one was, again, the community, the Lincoln Way West Corridor Beautification Project. Where we, again, we just wanted to create a movement to change perception, to restore pride back into our community. And then we really started looking. At. So I literally just started looking at praying. It was not me. It was truly an assignment that I'm on because it was so much bigger than me. I had no idea how, folks, first of all, we were going to do any of this. But, you know, just like the Lord showed me how to step away, step out on faith and start my own accounting firm, he was doing the same thing. But this time I'll, I knew that I could trust in him because he did it once, he'll do it again. And so, you know, so then I started looking around, what else is needed? I remember we needed quality housing. We still needed, you know, quality housing for um, other executives. We need professionals. I remember growing up with doctors and dentists and physicians and pharmacists, business owners, right? Librarians, pastors, you know, we're all in this community. And um, and so now to bring that back, what we're going to do, and I remember Mayor Pete asked me one day, you know, we were in a meeting about, you know, what do we do? We want to bring the African-American community, uh, you know, professionals back to the community. And I said, well, don't worry about that. I'll help you with that. I got a plan, you know. So we've been talking about Swalesville for quite a while. And, and this is that. So we providing quality, affordable housing. So we started renovating with phase two, renovating homes, providing quality house. Phase three, we call it building oneness and education through Swalesville University. You know, we do block parties and we do community events where we're sitting out also talking about what does this neighborhood need? What does this block need? And, you know, and empowering our neighbors. You know, then we also did with Swalesville University where we teach one is called Landlord University. The main one is Tenant University. We got Child's Play University and then Business University. And we can talk another day how we bossed up with that. We're just empowering people with the education they need to make them be the best them, right? Whatever they need. They need parenting classes. They want to learn how to, you know, do minor repairs around their home so they can keep that home while they're renting in good condition. How to, what I'm finding is lot too many people understand when you're renting from someone, you don't leave it a mess. You clean it up before you leave. You give it back as best as you can in the same condition it was when you, you know, when you moved in there. But that had to be a conversation. And, for, and it wasn't just those young people. It was also professionals who did not didn't always know to do so, you know, and um, just because renting had to started being this different kind of mindset, but again, renewing the mindset for excellence, That's you know, and then we went on to, so phase four was those tenants that are renting, we wanted to transition them to home ownership, so we taught them, you know, credit repair, we partnered with a few other, you know, bosses out there who are teaching, you know, credit repair, and then also how to, you know, sell in homes, so they either had an opportunity to buy the homes they were in or to buy 
different homes. But again, to empower economically is always the base, right? How do we grow our economic base that we have discretionary income? We have a, a better net worth, you know, that we could pass down. So then from there we did um, Savas. So Savas came out of that, which you're talking about, with the ribbon cutting. And the last two phases with the village and also redoing everything down Lincoln Way, but we'll talk about that later. But you asked about Savas. And Savas is Suelaville Office Studios and Suites. We're right here on Lincoln Way and, and Huey Street. We have, we're renovating 15, we're renovating and constructing 15 private and professional office suites for professionals. You know, we gave them a boardroom so they can do business in. There's a waiting area as well as a break room. And so within itself, we want to be able to create an economic resource for each one of them, an economic system that it would be lovely. And it's my plan and goal that you know, they circulate the income between one another, right, even before it leaves the building. And then again into the community. And then again, outward before it even leaves our community, we learn how to circulate in our resources and our funds before it leaves the community. I like that, supporting the community by providing opportunities for them to stay in the community and yes. afford in yes. the community. Yes, our, um, our theme for um, Suelasville, you know, is called Sea Power, Creating Purposeful Opportunities, Working Economic Revitalization. Sea power, and that's the basis of all of it. We are really looking to make sure that everything we do strategically, that we are empowering ourselves to be self-sufficient. Because I truly believe, and I've learned and lived enough to know that, again, you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, but you teach him how to fish, you know, he'll eat for a lifetime. So we're teaching entrepreneurs in our business university how to be entrepreneurs, how to truly run their business and be successful. Because one thing I've seen in my business and just in the world, period, is, you know, there's been a lot of companies that have come and go. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful because of the systems, because of the way I do business, because I know finances and, and strategically have planned out the success of my business, is I know that's why we're still here when others are not. Okay, thanks for that. That's a lot. You do a lot. I do a lot. I do a lot. I'm so thankful for my husband. I'm so <laughs> thankful for my husband and my family because I couldn't do it without them. Exactly. I mean, they're an awesome support. I have to also remember a lot of times that this is still my vision and my assignment that God has given me and that even though they support me, I know that they have their own callings and their own things to do as well. So I have to be mindful when, um, you know, and let them walk in their own um, but I'm very thankful that they support me that the way that they do, because there's no way. This truly has taken a village. I cannot say I have done this on my own. I can feel the prayers, first of all, from my ancestors, my great-grandmother, who ooh, she used to make the best rose. People all over the, the city would come and have her rose. But the way she brought people together, the way she had integrity and dignity uh, was amazing. So we just ball all that up and try to try to be an example. I just really want to be an example to show that you can have a professional business in a community that so many say is not the place to be or whatever, all these negative perceptions only be to look, make theirs look good. But I'm here to say you don't have to put ours down and make yours look good. Good is good, and good knows good. And, you know, so we're here to shine and to show that you can't have a business. You can have integrity. You're not going to be perfect. No one's perfect, but you definitely can strive. You don't have to do wrong in order to, 
you know, have a life of luxury, have a life of peace, and have a, a good life. Reading the Word of God and just serving Him and putting that into your every every point, everything that you think about, every part of you, you will you exactly. just flourish. Is all exactly. I can say. You don't you don't have no choice but to do so when everything you do starts with Him. Exactly. Now let's talk about self care and winding down. What do you do for you? You know, especially after a long tax season, and like I said. And, and you've been talking about all the things you do. So what do you do for you as far as self-care and winding oh, good down? good question. Good question. I, um, well, I've t- learned to take advantage of the VIP Oasis, that's for sure. And you know, once a month now we start, I started having a, a massage therapist come in, and she gives myself a massage or a team, whoever wants one. And, and But for me, my self-care is um, just getting some time to be quiet and listen. I do that every morning. If I can just really have my time where I'm really meditating and journaling, it is game changer for me just to be clear. So I love doing that and exercising. One thing I liked about when we used to go back and forth between here and Florida, COVID stopped us from doing so this year. You know, I literally just going to the beach and running and exercising or you know, just meditating. Now, it was my it was my calm, you know, to rejuvenate because you definitely got to rejuvenate. You definitely got to do some self-care. Right. And, you know, I don't care if that's just doing your nails or, you know, polishing your toes or whatever, just sitting still and reading a book, you know. And I read so much tax codes that sometimes <laughs> I didn't get to the point. Instead of reading books, I do all audible. Y'all want to give me a gift, send me an audible. Okay, I got you. Because <laughs> I'd rather listen and take notes and listen to you know, because I read so much right now with, mm-hmm. you know, learning how to be a redeveloper. I'm a community redeveloper and literally changing, you know, the land, you know, and um, creating something that we all deserve to have a walkable place that we all can share with and, and grow financially from and live. So I'm excited about the village. Okay, great. Now, I recently found out that you're also doing some traveling when you're not in Florida. Uh, you're teaching six and seven figure earners how to see the money they didn't know they had and showing them how to multiply it. Let's talk about that. Yes. So that's Good Money Multiplier, and I named it that because of my grandfather and so much of what I do. You know, I just kind of, I love to stay, I was blessed to have some great people in my life. And um, so Good Money Multiplier, literally, that's it. We we have a course, and we also, and within our business, within our accounting firm, we use it as a business strategy for entrepreneurs, whether you're new or you've been doing it for a while, but just can't seem to break free of that five-figure, six-figure income and want to increase, you know, so Good Money Multiplied, that's what it does. We help, I literally help people see the money they didn't know they had and then teach them how to multiply it. Okay, very good. Now, also, I heard that um, you're being featured in a book. You were asked to write about yourself in this book. How did this make you feel? And tell us about this book. Oh, wow. It's called The Faces of Life. And so I got it right. And I think I did a video. It was really hard for me to write about myself. You're talking about writing a business plan or a profit and loss statement or even now a performer, right, that you need in real estate. And I could do that. When it comes down to just settling down and remembering the journey. But actually, we went and did a photo shoot right where it started. We went downtown. And, you know, it kind of made me remember some of those things about the journey I forgot. You know, because I'm getting older. And if some of those things happen, you know, 20, 25 years ago, you know, it's a blessing to sit back and just remember where the journey started. 
and all the for me all the heartbreaking trials because um, it was it was not easy. And let me be very clear to the listeners and to everyone to myself. It is not easy now. I have a lot of days where, you know, I have to pick myself up, you know, by the bootstraps and just remember this is not about you. I'm on assignment. You are on assignment. you got to get this thing done, you know. And then I put on my affirmations and, uh, and, and, and get going, put on my gospel music and make it happen, you know. So it's been a journey. I'm still in the midst. I started writing a little bit about that last night. You know, but the more and more I write about it, the more and more it makes it clear for me, like Savas, Swayville Office Studios and Suites, and then the Village, which is our 130,000 square feet of commercial building space we're going to um, build on Lincoln Way, makes me know for uncertainty that all those things will happen. I mean, it's going to take a village, it's going to take a community, it's going to take, you know, many people, but it can happen. Exactly. Now tell me, how would you define success? How would I define success? For me, I believe success is just really doing things that you know to do and and checking them off. Simple things. I believe you got to write things down. Write the vision and make it plain, Mm -hmm. even as simple as your to-do list. Don't have to be long. You know, it can be short. Whatever's on your mind, get it out your mind, put it on paper, and write it down. So if that is, I'm going to drink eight glasses of water today. That's success. If that's, you know, I am going to meet with this, you know, million dollar, you know, billion dollar investor today, and you set that appointment, that's success. You know, I don't think success is, for me, I guess to say it very simply, success is not an end game. It's truly part of the journey. It's every day. You know, success for me a lot of times is, you know, making sure that I make it home for dinner, you know, and then, of course, everybody loves my cooking at home, so they want me to cook. You know, I had to even be strategic in that and make sure I plan out those dinners, you know, but for me, that's success when I'm able to do those things in the midst of everything, remembering who's important and why why am I doing this. So what has been your most satisfying moment in business? Ooh, I have so many most satisfying moments in business, all right? I would have to say my most satisfying moment in business is when we first bought the commercial space we're in now, my 2217 Lincoln Way West. And I had put, you know, our billboard outside, if you will, our sign out front of the office. And I remember when this lady came in with her children. And the look, because, again, I was here because I wanted to let everyone know that you can be on the west side of town and still have a successful business. Don't listen to the hype. And I remember them children coming in here. You know, I did their mom's taxes. She also, you know, had some accounting needs. So we were setting up a strategy session for that before we called them strategy sessions and but her children kept looking around and finally the little boy came and said um so this is your business you know I'm like yes <laughs> so that's you outside on the sign he said yeah I said yes so he listen to this there's no man that nobody else that you answer to this is really yours I said yes and I took him on a tour in our building and that it was so satisfying I remember that that to me was my most successful 
moment because I know that when our young children come into this building, it shows them hope. It shows them, you know, that, yes, I, too, you know, can be like Miss Consuela and run a successful business one day. That's amazing. That is great. I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that made you just swell up. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. It did. It definitely did. On so many levels, it did. It Wow, you know, so, and now to know that this young man, he didn't, he was a little young boy then. I mean, I don't think he was seven years old. And now he didn't graduate high school. They're in college, you know, and, and living life. But to have those money conversations with them is so valuable, teaching them, you know, again, to make sure that they're mindful when, you know, you go to college and they send you all these credit cards, how to, you know, how to appropriately handle those things. You know, don't max them all out, but just having those conversations with him and his sister and his mom, it's it's amazing, you know, now to see. I'm on a whole nother two generations, you know, of, of clientele and seeing the fruits of my labors is amazing. You know, and there's a lot of times where I sit back and just wish if they only had listened, you know, because, again, I can see, I sit down with a lot of entrepreneurs and I can see the blessings on their lives in the sense of knowing if they take their business serious enough and they do the things, you know, strategically strategize on their business from end, beginning to end and stay faithful that they will truly see some phenomenal success. And to see sometimes people just give up, you know, because it is hard. It's, it is a lot of work. You may have to give up. You know, there was many birthday parties and, and celebrations, you know, I had to miss because I was at work. Right. You know, um, I had to run my business. When people call off, I got to show up, Exactly. you know, so. All right. So with that being said, what drives you to keep going when it gets really tough? What drives me to keep going when it really gets tough? Because it's ingrained in me that failure is not an option. I mean, it's just not an option. So, but that means if one, you know, path is not working, again, that's where that, for me, that self-care, that sitting back and really being clear so I can listen, hear what, what needs to be done next. If that's not working, then, um, and if you have goals, when things come into your life, then you are able to say, oh, there it is. You know, there, that's the next answer. So, but being clear and just keep going, because failure is not an option. And, wow, my children my grandchildren, my legacy, knowing that, again, I'm on assignment. You know, this is just not me. You know, I know that I've been called to show the world, others, you know, that you can serve the Lord. You can be a woman of God and still enjoy life you and have life and have it in abundance and prosperity. You know, you just got to be a good steward over it. So that what keeps me going. Okay, so if you had one piece of advice to someone just starting out that wanted to be an entrepreneur, what would it be? One piece of advice for someone starting out to be an entrepreneur, talk to a tax account before you get started. <laughs> really understand your financials. I see that as a make or break. A lot of people know, you know, to write your goals. People know to understand your why. But must also understand the money of the business, the business of the business is what I call it. You got to understand why you're doing this and that. And if you're going to be in business, you got to pay yourself. If you're going to be in business, you got to make sure that you're getting the training that you need to grow. So that means somebody else may be charging fifty dollars to do what you do, but if you know to get training to be able to um, put that back into your business. And all the things you need, and that means you got to charge $200, know your worth, and charge it so that you'll be able to prosper and to soar in the things that you are called to do. 
Okay. Know your words and, and, and get it, period. Get it, yes, right. So what would you say are the top three skills needed to be a successful entrepreneur? Top three skills to be an entrepreneur? A successful entrepreneur. A successful entrepreneur. I would think of first is, wow, it could be different for so many things. People, you know, for me, what I know is whatever you decide that you're going to do, do the research on that, right? One of my business coaches says, geek out on that thing. Whatever it is that you want to do, make sure that you are the best in that, that you have the knowledge that you, if it is, you know, going to a school for it or taking a course, whatever it is, be the best at that. Make sure that you have mastered what it is that you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And then also I would say, again, you know, you're going to need good counsel. Make sure that you have people around you, rather that's a mentor, you know, rather that. So whatever your weakness is, make sure you get people around you that's strong in that. And don't be ashamed. Because I remember, I think I did that in my early years too, because everybody, you know, just expected me to succeed and to just know it all and have it all. So for a while, you know, that imposter syndrome, if you will, I'm like, I don't want to know why I know I don't know how to do this. Or, that's not my, you know, that's my weakness. To get all that early. You need that, right? Early, you know, get around people that also, that know the things that you don't know. You know, get some mentors in, in, your, in your circle as well. What key activities would you recommend entrepreneurs to invest their time in? Key activities? Mm-hmm. I would definitely say if there's networking groups, get involved. Networking is so key, and I love networking because it helps you come outside your box. It opens up for you other opportunities. So, again, we talked about before about, you know, maybe something that, you know, you think you're supposed to be going, you know, this way. But if a door closes and so that you're not surprised or feeling like you're a failure in that thing, sometimes when you're networking, it opens up other opportunities for you, right? So you can keep going in it, you know, and so make sure that you're networking. How important is it to follow your dreams? We just had this whole conversation about how you ended up being an accountant. You've been doing it for a very long time. So congratulations to you. So how important is it to follow your dreams? Oh, my goodness. Follow your dreams at all costs, by any means necessary. Follow your dreams. Your dreams is why you were put on this earth. You were born for a purpose, and your dreams is part of that purpose. You will find your purpose in your dreams is what I'm finding. You will find your purpose in your dreams. That might might be a quote for today. You know, so follow them. It's so important that you do so. I like that. Find your purpose in your dreams. Mm-hmm. Your now, purpose lies in your dreams. I guarantee it, you know, and I don't guarantee much, you know, unless it's 100%, but your purpose lies within your dreams. Whatever that thing that's pushing you, whatever that thing that's calling you, keeping you up at night. Okay, I like that. Who has been your greatest inspiration? Oh, wow. My greatest inspiration closest to me would definitely be my mother. Hands down, my mother. My mother was a strong, beautiful woman. She taught us life to just enjoy it. She taught me entrepreneurship, and I didn't even know that at the time. My grandfather, you know, his brother had a business. My mother always tried different businesses. Um, I just seen her always work 
And then she always had that side hustle. Mm. And But the way she did it, I love my mom where she always put a, a little something, something to it. It was always, it wasn't what everyone else did. And to this day, I find I'm so much like my mom because if everyone else is doing red, you better believe I'm doing green. Okay. You know, I don't like to do what everyone else is doing. You know, I like to have my own little twist to it. And I'm learning, I learned that from my mom. And I'm I'm thankful for that's a strong, beautiful gentle, very dominant, you know, she, she say what she mean and mean what she say kind of a woman, and I appreciate that about her. Awesome. What is your definition of a boss? Ooh, ooh, let me see here. You know, it's amazing you ask that because we literally were coming up with some ideas for what a boss is, and it's all kind of different. A boss, when we say like for women who boss up, a boss up woman, you are someone that's truly taking your business, right? And you are living in your dream full out, full out, you know, and you also are doing that with love and compassion for your community, for those around you, you know, oh, we have, we have a whole section on that that we're working on right now for, we call it Bosses of Savas, Bosses at Savas, so yes. Now, if someone wants more information about Savas or Consuelos, Texas Accounting, where can they go? How can they reach you? Well, we're on all the social media, Consuela Jackson Hopkins, which is Facebook, you know, Instagram, on Twitter, all of those as well, LinkedIn. And, but you can also call me, and I've had this number for years. Our phone number is area code 574-287-1040, just like the tax form. You know, or they can also email me at hello at Consuelas, that's plural, so that's C-O-N-S-U-E-L-L-A-S dot com. Okay, now any last remarks? Oh, wow. I truly want to thank you so much for, for, one, thinking of me to do this, two, for even doing this. Women Who Boss Up segments is phenomenal, and, and I'm just honored and humbled to be a part of that, just sharing the love that I have for my community and women in business. And please continue to do what you're doing. I, I can't wait to see you look on um, on commercials and on video, and I just can't wait to see you thrive and doing the things that you've been called to do as well. So thank you so much for your time. And thank you, and I appreciate you sharing your story with us today on Women Who Boss Up. If you want more information about Women Who Boss Up, you can email me at womenwhobossup at gmail.com, or you can like me on my Facebook page, Women Who Boss Up. Until next time, everyone have a great day.